This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I got my finger on the trigger, but I don't know who to trust. Yeah, when I look into your eyes, there's just devils in dust. We're a long, long way from home, Bobby. Home's a long, long way from us. I feel a dirty wind blowing. It devils in dust. Well, I got God on my side. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and his fans. And joining me today for the first, this is my first three-time, my three-peat guest, our good friend, 80s girl herself, Rosemarie. Hey, Rose. Hey, Jesse. How are you doing? I am awesome. I, I am so happy i get to talk to you again i have been in the best mood all day because i get to talk to my sister and enjoy so um thank you you're welcome thank you i'm excited too i'm this is my first actual real intentional delve into bruce springsteen so to give everyone a little background i've had rose on and we talked about 80s music and her background and then she was kind enough to join me uh, when we talked about losing Glenn Fry. And so then um, you say you're not a big Springsteen fan. Do you want to pick an album and kind of will go song by song? And even if you hate all of them, it'll be fun for me because I just get to talk to you. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Or did I push you too much? Did I, did I, no, did I twist your No, you didn't. Honestly, you were, I mean, I thought, you know, after the first one, we would have done it already. But, you know, but the, you know, Christmas and New Year's and, yeah. and everything else happens. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like, man, when am I going to get a chance to do this Springsteen thing? <laughs> yeah. And Rose Marie, what Springsteen album did you pick you wanted to talk about? Uh, I know it's not in my typical wheelhouse. I could have easily picked any album from the 80s. And I chose not to. Right. I wanted to do something that I was not familiar with. And I honestly cannot remember how I heard this song, Mm -hmm. Devils and Dust. Okay. But when I did hear it, I was really impressed. And I thought, oh my goodness. Why, why does this song hit me so, you know, so deeply? Mm-hmm. And um, when you asked me what album, that was the first one that sprung to mind. I was like, yeah, let's do that one. Oh, well, very mm-hmm. cool. That would, mind you, that's the only song I knew on the album. So. Uh, that's okay. That's great. So what we may, 
you may end up going, why in the world am I doing this? Um, but I think this will be fun to give a little background. This is the third album of, I guess you kind of call Bruce's acoustical set. Uh, though I don't think this is as acoustical as some. Um, the first and most famous is Nebraska. And yeah. the story at Nebraska was that um, he recorded all this stuff on a simple uh, tape machine and the band were starting to record it. And the decision was made that they'll just release this, basically him and his guitar. Then he did The Ghost of Tom Joad. And then in April 2005, um, he released Devils and Dust. Do you remember the album coming out? No, okay. I do not. I, like I said, I either saw it um, on the Grammy performance okay. or I was privy to it for the AOL, the release that they did. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. It was like first one or first something. I think it was for the Grammys. Honestly, I think okay. it, that's what it was because I'm kind of an avid Grammy watcher. Okay. So when Tom Hanks introduced him and, you know, it was just him and, you know, he just sounded so forlorn and downtrodden i thought oh my goodness what's this song about you know and i listened to it and it was just like holy moses yeah this That's isn't hungry heart soul there yes um have you seen the vh1 song writers that came out near this uh same time as this Oh, the storytellers? Yes, yeah, storytellers. No, I didn't get to see that one. Okay. Depending on your thoughts, that might be something interesting for you to watch. This kind of came on with this. Before we delve into that, I wanted to share my story. I actually, this was the second time I had seen Bruce perform. I had mm -hmm. seen him at the Rising, mm -hmm. and he was coming to a very small venue here in Dallas, I asked my lovely bride, Linda, I really want to go see him. Do you care if I go by myself? And she goes, no, I don't want to go see him. I can't <laughs> understand what he says anyway. And no, please go. <laughs> so Rose, picture, it's a maybe 3,000 seat theater. And it's two stories. You know, you have the normal um, kind of curved upward where, you know, movie theater kind of look. And then mm -hmm. there's a balcony that has the same kind of look. So I'm mm -hmm. on the first floor and the far facing uh, the stage, right hand side. Okay. I am in the row. My back is against the wall. There is no one behind me. Nice. To my right aisle mm -hmm. and to my left is a pillar. Wow. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you can, this is like the worst seat in the house. Um, it, I, you, the only way you could be further is if you were on, on the balcony, maybe, I guess that might've been a little bit further, but I was all the way there. Um, it was a seat by itself and I'm like, doesn't matter. I'm here. I'm ready. A guy in front of me starts talking to people and saying, Hey, do you want better seats? And they took him and he asked me, he says, hey, you want a better seat? Do you want to change seats? And I went, no, 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 because I'm thinking scalper, right? Mm -hmm. Just out of yeah. habit, scalper. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, hey, fat boy, you're in the venue. They can't scalp <laughs> you. And so I stand up and I go, uh, I'm sorry. 
were you offering me a better seat? He goes, yeah, do you want one? I said, yeah, I'd love a better seat. Thank you. And so that's the, you know, the legendary man in black that they say mm -hmm. that Springsteen does that in different venues. So mm -hmm. I ended up being like in the fourth or fifth row, um, got to hear him. It, it really felt like almost a college lecture, told a lot of different um, tales and reasons why he wrote it. And so it was a wonderful experience. Um, this was also the tour where he said, my timing is not very good. Please refrain from clapping time to the music. He says, you'll mess me up. Uh, so, which is, I thought, pretty funny. Um, yes. So you're going into this cold. You remember seeing it on the Grammys, but nothing else. That's it. All right. We start out with the first song, Devils and Dust. I dreamed of you last night field of blood and stone Blood began to dry The smell began to rise Well, I dreamed of you last night, Bob In a field of mud and bone Blood began to dry The smell began to rise Got God on our side We're just trying to survive What if what you do to survive Kills the things you love Fear's a powerful thing Turn your heart black you can trust Take your God-filled soul Fill it with devil's end after hearing it again, what's your thoughts on it? Well, it was very, like I said, it was very forlorn and despondent. And I was really trying to get into the lyrics, you know, and he talks about fear and how it could be a powerful thing. And, you know, it wasn't until later on that I actually read the history about, you know, who he was speaking to in the song. Mm -hmm. And um, that made it even sadder. Yeah, uh, being a never having gone having gone to battle, but being in the military myself, you know, you you hear you know stories every day, you know, people that don't come back from war, and and I couldn't even tell you what that was like to not be able to come back with your buddy that you went over there with, because the army is about you know, the buddy system. I don't know if you know that or not, but yes. as soon as you're in basic training, you're, you're paired up with someone, you know, and you don't lose sight of them and vice versa, you know, which has its upsides as well. Cause if you're somewhere mm -hmm. you ain't got no business being, your buddy's going to lie for you. Yeah. You know, Oh, he was here the whole night, you know? Yeah. So you've got that camaraderie, you know, like a brother or sister and to watch that person, you know, fall, alongside of you you know while you're defending your country and you know fighting for what you believe in it's yeah it's got to be a, a wretched feeling you know and that's a very it was a very somber song but it held a lot of truth to it too and i just you know i would listen to it you know i, I had like a week to, to prepare for this and, yeah 
every day I'd go to work and I would, you know, I, that would be the one song that would stand out, you know, and every time, you know, you get to a certain part, you know, how you do with songs, you know, you kind of hear that song, that part of the song a little better. Right. So you can know that, you know, so after a while I was kind of singing along to it, you know, and I thought, wow, you know, this, this is some powerful stuff, you know, and that probably what struck me when I initially heard it, mm-hmm. you know, cause I knew where his heart was and that, that kind of, I had a little bit more respect for him. You know, one of the lyrics that means, makes me think is the, you know, we've got God on our side. We're just trying to survive. And what if what you do to survive kills the things you love? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My dad um, was retired from the military. He was in the army and he um, served a tour in Vietnam. And my mom always said he came back a different person. Mm-hmm. I I think of that. I think of that a lot. Um, and, you know, how do you not in this combat field where you can't, you don't know who to trust. He talks about this. You don't know where the next danger is going to come. You know, how does that not change you? Yeah. How does it yeah. not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it does. I don't yeah. care, you know. What anybody says. Yeah, I, I think I think it does too. Absolutely. Um, so I think a really strong way to start the album. It just kind of gets it right away going. And I love when he pulls out um, the harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and and it's just yeah. the the right way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think I think that definitely is a great song. Good. All right, so then we go to All the Way Home. this one okay not that i didn't like any of the other ones but this one to me was kind of cute yes and um i could just i don't know he sounded like he was um i don't say he was dealing with someone difficult i don't think he was i think he sounded like maybe he was trying a little too hard yeah (laughs) and um it was playful Mm-hmm. And, and melodic and uh, it was upbeat and you kind of almost needed something like that coming out yes. of devils and dust yeah so i i really enjoyed that that departure from the sad yeah 
So that was cute. Yeah, I, I do think it is kind of a, um, hey, we're here, we're in the bar. Uh, you know, I've been shot down before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, let's uh, maybe we could do something. Yeah, I think it's a really, uh, it's a fun little song. Nothing, you know, earth shattering. It just was, oh. I think, a really nice change of pace song that was. Yeah, so, yeah. and I like how he referenced, you know, it's like it's almost like he's calling her out, you know. Like, yes. Um, yeah, I got baggage, but uh, from the look of that shadow of the ring on your finger, you got some too. So yes, let's not pretend like we don't both want the same thing, you know. Right. Well, that was actually, I, I like that. that I liked it too. Then we go to Reno, which is one of the reasons um, <laughs> this album, this album originally was going to be put in Starbucks. However, <laughs> yeah. uh, Starbucks decided that um, with Reno on there, and plus there is a song later that does mm-hmm. have the F-bomb in it, uh, yeah. they decided not to... She took off the stocking I held into my face She hit her anchor if you aren't aware of Reno, it's basically a, um, no, our listeners, um, this is a young man's version of spending time with a lady of the evening. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on this one? Well, you know, I had this speech all prepared. Um, the first time I heard it, I went, <gasps> um, because I'm, you know, raised in a southern home. Yes. And you just didn't speak of such things. Right. And um, so I've got prude written all, all over me. And honestly, I really wanted to, like, skip to the next song. Right. But I didn't. I, I listened to it until it was done. And I wanted to find, you know, some redeeming quality in it. The experience or the whiskey. Yes. But I thought it's almost as if the song was written, you know, in hindsight. Yeah. With a regret, you know, it, to it. This is a song, when I'm listening to this CD, I usually skip. Yeah. Um, but I listened to it preparing for this, and the loneliness in this song. Mm-hmm. The, the powerful... Um, the idea that he is the narrator is so desperate for physical contact that he mm-hmm. is paying for someone to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. And it, it appears, you know, from the outside looking in, she's trying to do everything right. Um, she's she's talking sweet slash dirty to him. You know, she's offering him to have sex in an uncomfortable position. If you're mm-hmm. a Kevin Smith fan, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, in the backseat of a Volkswagen. Uh, and yeah. um, which is 
the first time you hear it, you go, what? What What did What did he just say? <laughs> yeah, um, I know. And it is, um, there's such a regret in this song that mm-hmm. he is thinking of a lost love. And it is, he, and, and I agree with you, I think that final, she brought me another whiskey, said, here's the best you've ever had. We laughed and made a toast. It wasn't the best I ever had. Not even close. Crawled over me on the bed. She poured me another whiskey. Said, here's the best you ever had. We laughed and made a toast. Wasn't the best I Um, is so poignant and so sad that, like I said, it is not a song I listen to all the time, but when I do hear it, I, you know, I understand what he's trying to say and talking about the loneliness. Very interesting choice. Anything else about that one? Or do we skip right away? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're done with that one. Yes. Um, Then we go to one of my favorite songs. Out where the creek turns shallow and sandy And the moon comes skimming away the stars When mesquite comes rushing over the hilltops Straight into my arms Straight into my I'm riding hard, care to catch a roses. A fresh map that I made. Tonight I'm gonna get birth naked and burn my old soul and dance on the street. And dance on the street. It's been a long time coming. Love, time, long time coming. Well, um, as a yeah. as a parent, I, I just love this song. Um, I, you know, my dad was in the army and he was moved around a lot. And my dad wasn't a very vocal, personal person. You know, we would joke as an adult. I would call him and I'd. I'd get off the phone and I'd call my wife and say, hey, four minutes today. Wow, he was chatty, you know. And so, and but I hear that loneliness of, well, when I was a kid, he was just somebody I'd see around. Yeah, um, yeah the lyrics to that song was just very, very poignant. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I... I took it, yes. And even though that the um, the melody was a bit, you know, up upbeat, and um, sounded it wasn't very cheerful. The song isn't no a cheerful song, but you know, you you get more out of it than 
what you realize, you know, and I yeah. honestly didn't know what to think of it when I first heard it. Okay. And, and then so- I heard, I heard the line, you know, where he talks about his daddy was just a stranger. Yeah. Lived in a hotel downtown. And, you know, I thought, wow. Okay. Yeah. So. I don't know. It just, it just kind of hit me. You know, yes. Kind of like a personal moment there. So. Right. Uh, the other thing I, there's a couple lyrics that mean a lot to me. Um, one of them is, well, if I had one wish for you in this God forsaken world, kid, mm-hmm. it'd be that your mistakes will be your own, that your sins mm-hmm. will be your own. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a parent mm-hmm. and um, as am I. And I do get that feeling. You just, you, you want as much as possible for your children to not make the same mistakes you did. Yeah, you do. And that doesn't always happen. Um, and he told the story before this that he was really worried that he was making life too easy for his children yeah because of the money he's made and he was talking to his friend and that you know a lot of the pain he had growing up helped him shape the person he is and he's he was worried that you know i am i making it too easy should i be tougher and his friend said life is hard and your kids are going to get beaten down and knocked down a lot and is a parent if you can make it easier for them why wouldn't you right what's your thoughts on that i think personally um there has to be a happy medium i mean i know there's a lot of kids out there now that are very in uh, they reek with self-entitlement Yes. You know, like the world owes me. And for what reason, I have no idea. And there's a lot of um, it, the values and foundation, you know, that we grew up on. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't seem to be that important anymore. You know, so I remember growing up and if I was found back talking an adult you know i got one right in the mouth yes you know right there <laughs> and then you got another one when you got home and people go mm-hmm. oh my god did your mother yeah. slap you well i had no business talking to an adult like that right it's nowadays they have like zero respect i don't want to clump them all in a no in no a I, bushel, I, I you know but yeah. it seems unfortunate that you know the more y- you get to know society as a whole you know the more you see that that you know not the un well it's the norm you know not the exception to the rule so i i do think there is that common ground and i do think there is a way to instill a work ethic to your children even if um you give them some of the softer things in life because you can afford it. Absolutely. Yeah. So there has to be that balance. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, it's just a spark, a campfire, a 
the other line i love and um he's talked about this in concert um well there's just a spark of a campfire left burning two mm-hmm. kids in a sleeping bag outside reach neath your shirt put my hand across your belly and feel another one kicking inside and i ain't gonna blank it up this time he has said in interviews i ain't gonna blanket too much this time <laughs> he said but too much doesn't work uh ri- you know rhythmically right. he said but um he said and and i love that honesty of mm-hmm. i've got a third child and it could be a second child that um you know, I've just totally screwed up the first one and I'm just the worst parent ever. And I love that honesty and that image of, you can see them in that sleeping bag and him reaching there and feeling it. And this Mm -hmm. silent prayer that, you know, I just want to do what's right for my kids. Exactly. Yeah. Three Williams playgrounds and Mahaven streets. We ran past melted candles and flower beads. Names and photos of the young black faces whose death and blood consecrated these places. Rainy's mother said, Rainy, stay at my side. You are my blessing, you are my pride. It's your love here that keeps my soul alive. I want you to come home from school and stay inside. All right, so next up is Black Cowboys. Now, I will tell you, this is a song. I hope no one's listening. <laughs> I, I, at times, find Bruce's story songs not mm-hmm. as compelling. I either have to get the story or I don't. Right. And this is a story I don't necessarily get. And to be fair, like Jungle Land is a story I recognize the greatness. I know that the saxophone solo is soaring and amazing. But the story doesn't captivate me as much as some of his other songs. So this is a song that just doesn't resonate with me emotionally. Right. How about you? I had a really hard time listening to this. Okay. Um, Mainly because um, I really wasn't sure what he was talking about. Okay. And I went back over the lyrics and had I known, you know, it was um, a song that had so much meaning and... I don't know. It seemed seemed very. It was very sad and um, very heartfelt. But I don't know. He wrote it in such a way that you're not really sure. You know, you're not really sure what's going on. Yeah. With I mean, he's there and his mother raised him, and I'm not really sure if something happened and his you know 
mother got ill and she died and then he left and and I'm just I think to me and I don't want to you know discount Mr. Springsteen's writing I think he put a little bit too much um figurativeness in it maybe yes yeah it was just a little too much well I wrote this because it's supposed to signify this well honey why didn't you just say that yeah um (laughs) what is the famous quote um you know how does Hemingway write you know the or Faulkner write the sun Mm -hmm. rises in the morning he writes the sun rises in the morning um yeah I um, yeah and once again, these are only our opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you yes, feel differently, absolutely. Uh, I love this. Um, Let me know what you think. This yeah, song absolutely. Right. Well, I didn't like this song because I didn't understand it. Yeah, exactly. And I will say the same thing. It didn't resonate with me, so I may be missing something. Now, on the other hand, Maria's bed. Mom. more sense but with his high-pitched voice Mm -hmm. and the energy the story i get is i'm working my butt off Mm -hmm. and i'm okay because i'm gonna sleep tonight in maria's bed you know i'm doing this to be with her which i think is a little bit funny because maria is the name that's mentioned in reno so I don't know if this is a pre-breakup. This is the, hey, when we're still having fun song. Mm-hmm. And then Reno mm-hmm. is when she kicks me to the curb song. Yeah. But I really like this songs. I like the feel of it. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, the cadence of yeah. the, and, you know, he used some, the most amazing instruments. Yes. record the album and right. he played like half of them himself yes and there's one um uh, instrument that i don't want to say if and i know this sounds crazy but it's just like well i know it when i hear it you know well of course mm-hmm. if you hear a trombone you know not necessarily right. but um there is a a sound that only a 12 string acoustic guitar can make Yes. You know, and it's just so beautiful, you know, and it really flows throughout the whole album. Mm-hmm. And 
I just I love I love guitar music. I love like flamenco music and you know when you do when he did the the whole acoustic thing with this album, I was actually happy mm-hmm. because you know there's there's a lot to be said for you know mellowing out and just relaxing and listening to something that's kind of slow and steady. But um, I particularly like the music on this song, mm-hmm. you know. And the lyrics were, again, you know, he's just speaking from his heart and and this is what he's going to do and everything's going to be all right because this is where I'm going to be. So Yes. Yeah. So it was, it's a really interesting song. Yeah, it is. And I, I love the beginning where, you know, been on barbed wire highway 40 days and nights. I ain't mm-hmm. complaining. It's my job and it suits me right. Um mm-hmm. He also loves the dead man suit. Um, yeah. That is, shows up several places in his thing. Um, yeah, it does seem like um, my brother has said many times that he he feels that if he had found the right woman that his life would have gone better because um you know uh having a good woman on your side makes all the difference and i tell him yes linda is a absolutely wonderful person but um you know i kind of worked my butt off to be successful too i don't think it's just marrying linda but i do get the idea that this guy's like hey you know what the rest of my life may um suck but i'm going tonight in maria's bed so life is good Mm mm-hmm the next song is Silver Palomino. I was barely 13 years old. Come on, quality, song night so cold. Coats, frosted diamonds, and the Salem moon's glow. My sin. Palomino Sixteen ants from the weather's due to ground Line bed and listen to the same Always takes a Sunday road My silly Palomino Tracker in the mountains she loved Watch her the rocks above She dip her neck and drink from the winter floors My silver And he shared the story that um, a good friend of their families and according to the notes Fiona Chapel um, died young uh, she died and left two boys and mm-hmm. they were friends of the family. And he wanted to, in addition to whatever him and Patty could do to help actually out, but he wanted to write a song. And so the Silver Palomino is f- for them. Oh. And I also think of, to show my true geek geekness, of mm-hmm. um, Harry Potter and, uh, you know, the ghostly images, uh, Patronus, 
there, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or that take the, you know, image when you're doing these spells of, you know, silvery animals. And so I, that always comes to mind as well. And um, I don't know if it's a great song, but I love the idea that he was trying to do something for these young men. Mm -hmm. And there is um, some beautiful imagery in it mm -hmm. and a flow that um, there is a sadness in this song. Oh, my goodness. Is there ever? Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm, you know, I'm looking back and and you and I don't know if you know this or not. I know you do, but I'm like, listen to who I'm talking to. Um, He very, very quietly. I mean, he can barely hear him say my silver Palomino. Yes. He just kind of runs it all together is all like maybe it was like difficult for him to sing it or he just mm -hmm. it was the cadence of the song, perhaps. I'm not sure. But he just he would get to that line and it would just be so quiet and peaceful. You know, it was in a, a remembrance frame of mind, you know, that's how I took it. Uh, no, I totally agree with you, Rose. And I think. That's so insightful because I do love how that he, um, you know, it is always Silver Palomino, very mm -hmm. soft and mm -hmm. sharing. Um, yeah, just I, I really, um, it's a very beautiful song. You know, a lot of, there's several songs in this about parenthood and mothers and children and um you know, I, I just love the idea, you know, no corral will ever hold the silver yeah. palomino yeah. is a beautiful sentiment. Yeah, I I was looking right at that. And, you know, and he, you know, he's reassuringly say, well, you know, our must and arrows, you know, they're the very best, sir. Yeah. You know, but, you know, they could never lay a rope on her, mm -hmm. you know, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that's just. Mm. Yeah. That's some truth right there. Uh, the next is Jesus was an only son. Well, Jesus was an only son as he walked up Calvary. I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. Um, mm -hmm. I converted to Catholicism while I was dating my wife. And um, I I feel like many people that not only am I spiritual, but I, I feel a very connection. And um, I was, he talked about before he did the song that um, sometimes mothers you know you don't write a lot of songs about mothers mm -hmm. and he said i started thinking about what would mary feel he said you know i knew that i want to protect my children as much as i can yeah. and you wonder what mary felt as she saw what was happening um, to her son jesus mm -hmm. and if you get the chance, even try to Google it. 
Um, on the storytellers, he does this, but he did it live as well. There's the lyric, a mother prays, sleep tight, my child, sleep well, for I'll be at your side. That mm -hmm. no show shadows, no darkness, no tolling bell shall pierce your dreams this night. And he says, I like to think that Jesus sat there and said, you know, do I need to do this? Mm -hmm. You know, there's that little bar down at Galilee, mm -hmm. and I could take it, I could buy it, I could run it during the week and save the preaching for the weekends. I could marry <laughs> Mary Magdalene, and I could have a pretty good life. He says, and it's the humanity yeah. that makes you feel what he did. Um, I was so touched by that story. You know, the last temptation of Christ talked about that, the idea of, you know, living your life. Bruce does it in just a few phrases. You know, I just love the idea that we could run yeah. this little bar. Mary yeah. could bartend. Uh, and I could say the preaching on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know he goes into in the garden of gethsemane he prayed for the life he'd never live he beseeched mm -hmm. his heavenly father to remove the cup of death from his live i love the pain in this song i love the hopefulness in this song and there is i think there's a lot of songs that bruce does that have a spirituality to them but I think this is as open a, a psalm, a hymn, as he's written. Yeah. And I would have to agree with you only because um, I, I don't know otherwise. But okay. I would think this is pretty um, open and yeah. honest. You so know. how did you feel about it? I, I liked it. Uh-huh. Um, it had a very even tone to it musically. Yes. Um, he had, you know, his voice is, you know, as we get later on into the rest of the album, is just phenomenal, you know, mm -hmm. for him to, you know, to hold out, you know, some of the notes that he, he does yes. and, you know, have the vibrato in certain ranges, mm -hmm. you know, in his vocal range. It's just, you know, fascinating. I just... Um, I want to ask him how many hours a day he practices because, yeah, you know, I always feel guilty if I don't practice and I'm not even doing anything. So, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine making an album, you know, and how many, you know, you have to really hunker down and, and get it done right, you know, so it'll sound perfect. But um, this song actually reminded me of another song. Okay. Where, you know, you're looking at it, uh, Mary's you know, point of view, so to speak. But there was a Christmas song years ago written uh, called Mary, Did You Know? Uh -huh. And Michael English sang it. He's a, a Christian singer. And right. he, I always did that version at church. There's okay. other people's versions. but That's the one I always did that was the most powerful. And it basically talks about, you know, Mary, did you know, you know, it's your baby boy you know, would, you know, someday walk on water, yes. you know, and it's kind of bringing this, you know, here's this young girl, you know, she's going to have a baby. She's not really sure what's going on. Cause you know, she didn't sleep with the man that she was right. intended to make, you know, so it's just like, 
okay, so, you know, to add more pressure to the situation, you know, this is what he's going to, this is who he's going to be, even though, you know, the Angels game and spoke to her about it. But right. I look at this and I think, you know, that's a rough road for any parent, you know. Yes. Regardless, you know, but to be the mother of the son of God and know that this is what your son has to do to save the world from itself. Yeah. And the strength that she shows, you know, telling him, taking the mom role. Yes. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to stay by your side. I've got nothing to worry about. You know, tonight you will sleep with peace. Yeah. And I thought, whew, my goodness, yeah. that is like ultimate mom right there. It really is. And um, like I said, I, I find it always um, very touching and um, the sharing of it. And, you know, I love that perspective you're talking about. I, I do know that song and it is a perfect tie in to um, you don't want your children to suffer. You you want them you want to help them as much as you can and to know that when it comes down to that was still her little boy mm-hmm. that was hurting that way. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Next, he kind of uh, lights up a little bit on mm-hmm. Leah. parts of the song that I wasn't able to really hear for some reason. Okay. I'm not sure. And um, every time I would try to go back to it, mm-hmm. um, honestly, I am not kidding. Something would happen. Somebody would interrupt me. How funny. And, I'd be, and then I'd be like, what in the world is going on? You know, because I, I had, I listened to it at home and then I listened to it at work. And, um, I'm just like, okay, I hope I'll have something intelligent to contribute, you know, because it well, seems like this is the only one that well, I must not, I wasn't supposed to listen to. Well, and that's okay. You know, I, I think it's, it's interesting musically, um, but it is a pretty simple song. It is. Uh, it's very you know, basic. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, 
um, you know, a love song and it is what it is. And I totally agree with you. So, you know, it's okay. We'll move on next. Come to the door, Mom, and unlock the chain I was just passing through and got caught in the rain There's nothing I want, nothing that you need say Just let me lie down for a while and I'll be on my way I I have mixed feelings about the hitter. Um, yeah, okay. This, um, and I guess he didn't want to call it the boxer because that title's already been taken by, <laughs> you know, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Um, but the hitter is a strange um, term, mm-hmm. you know, um and this is another story song mm-hmm. and um and i think it does a pretty good job of telling this story of yes. how this anger in this man young man and then becomes old driving making his living through a fist mm-hmm. and that it he keeps going back and back and you know almost a downward drain mm-hmm. and uh, and this whole you wonder you know this bag of there's nothing I want ma nothing that you need say but yeah. I, I think he is saying I you know I do want I want to rest. I want your mm-hmm. acceptance. I want your love. Um, mm-hmm. This certainly isn't a song that I put on and go, hey, let's get to woo. Let's go jam. <laughs> We're going to have a good night. Uh, yeah. It I it worked very well live. It was very mm-hmm. strong live. So your thoughts. I, I listened to this song and... I actually had to start it over because I wasn't sure if I was hearing it right. Yeah. So I started it over and I thought, okay. He's talking to his mother. And obviously he's either not supposed to be there or life has taken him so far away from home. Yes. He doesn't feel like he should be there. And when he says he just wants to rest, I thought, okay. Rest from what? Yeah. You know, so then he goes into, and it's a perfect setup. You know, kudos Bruce to really setting setting yeah. that part up to go into the history of who this person is. You know, yeah. and how much I want to. And I don't think it was bitterness, but just how much hardness and longing, and at sometimes probably desperation, but he accepted who he was for what he did. And now he's tired. Yeah. He's just, he doesn't want to relive those, those past things that he's done. He doesn't want to think about him. He just wants to move on from what he had to do. Excuse me, what he felt he had to do. 
Yeah. To get through life and just keep running, you know, and just fighting his way through life. Basically, that's kind of how I took that. He's just fighting anything and everything to get through his life. And he just doesn't have any more fight in him. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, um, you know, Bruce wrote the song The Wrestler for the Mickey Rourke film. And this could just as well have been the, you know, song for this, this, you know, this journey this character has gone through where and he's now down to where you know he's fighting at the shipyards Mm -hmm. um looking at his opponent and you know boxing for just pennies possibly Mm -hmm. but that's the only life he knows yeah and um yeah um yes yeah If you get a chance, Tom Jones covered this. Come to the Doma and unlock the chain. I was just passing through. I got caught in the rain. There's nothing I want, nothing that you need say. Let me lay down for a while And I'll be on my way I was no more than a kid When you put me on The Southern Queen Cool. Yeah. So, the next up is All I'm Thinking About. Bruce is throwing his voice in uh, a lot of imagery mm-hmm. of him talking about it. Uh, but in this one, unlike some of the others, like uh, Black Cowboy, where mm-hmm. you go, okay, I don't feel like he's stretching here. Mm-hmm. I, I think he is just showing these images and, but, all I'm thinking about is you. All I'm thinking about is you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's the tie-in. He's to me. It's like he's he's the imagery is to tie in. Yeah, the chorus. 
Right. You know, and I loved his voice in this song. Yeah, I, I do too. I literally could not wait till we got to this song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. I had no idea that, you know, his, he had such, I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this man's got some pipes on him. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it is just, um, you know, like black car shining on a Sunday morning, mama go to church now, mama go to church now, Friday night mm-hmm. and daddy's shirt is torn, daddy's going downtown, daddy's going downtown, mm-hmm. ain't no one understand the sweet thing you do. Um, yeah. It is, it's a fun song. It's a, I just like the, the simplicity of it. And in a lot of ways, I would have liked, I think, this to be the final song because I think it was a really, it was a really strong way to end. Yeah. 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 Um, that actually kind of, I had that uh, feeling about it as well. Yeah. But um, we we don't. We don't run things, so... <laughs> no, we don't. The song he chose to end with is Matamoris Banks. For two days the river keeps you down And you rise to the light without a sun Past playgrounds and empty switching yards The turtles eat the skin from your eyes So they lay open to the stars Your clothes give way to the current and river stone Till every trace of who you ever That the things of heaven may do the same By my darling for your love I give God thanks Meet me on the Matamoras Meet me on the Matamoras Meet me on the Matamoras Right Um and it talks about um, every year many die crossing the deserts, mountains, and rivers of our southern border in search of a better life. And mm-hmm. he follows the journey backwards from the body at a river bottom to the man walking across the desert toward the banks of Rio Grande. There is a podcast that I've talked about that I just recently found. The guys just started. It's Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet and they are going through every Bruce song in alphanumeric order. And it, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little podcast. And, but they talked about that, um, American land is one of my favorite songs. And they, they mentioned that in a lot of ways, Bruce's whole career is a retrospective of America. Mm-hmm. and the good and the bad and um he's talking about the 
and he's open to the people that are trying to get to this promised land mm -hmm. that we were lucky enough to be born in. And, and I appreciate the sentiment of the song, mm -hmm. but this is once again, something that, you know, if I'm going through the CD, I probably skip this one mm. because, but I, I, I understand the pain and, mm. Um, and I don't skip it every time. Yeah. Um, I listen to it sometimes, but it's such a sad story it and is. such a tragedy. Uh, yeah. Rose, how about you? Well, honestly, I took it in a different perspective. Okay. Oh, please I, share. I don't know, you know, what you'll think of me afterwards. But um, <laughs> I looked at this. And I was listening to it, and I thought, why does it sound like somebody that's died already? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, and then, you know, when you think about the lyrics, and you go back and you look over the lyrics, it literally is speaking to me. It's as if, you know, well, I tried, you know, I tried to get through the river and didn't quite make it. You know, I went down and then I came back up, you know, and then, you know. The, the I, land, I, the land started to decay me. No, that's I think, of... I think that's exactly the story he wants to give. I mean, yeah. I think he goes backwards. That you know, at the end of the song is the beginning of the story. That yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get through. I see Brownsville across the river. You know, I'm gonna go there, um, where there are there are no cats in America. Mm -hmm. to throw out an American tale reference, you know, uh, mm -hmm. there, there is the land of, um, milk and honey and it's the promised land and, and you don't get there. You don't make mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, so it's just, you know, his, his emotion and his bearing his soul, you know, for, mm -hmm. The struggles of the people, you know, before you and I spoke about even doing this, you know, in, in the pod, very first podcast we did together, you know, I said, you know, one of the things that I appreciated most about him is he's a man of the people. Yes. You know, and it doesn't matter, you know, it'll be mostly the underdog, yeah. you know, and the people that are struggling and, and, you know, trying to do what's right and not getting the, you know, the support you know that they need and you right. think about that you think about you know the soldiers coming home you know the people you know trying to look for another way of life you know the immigrants trying to make a better life for their families you know people that are struggling in certain parts of the united states you know or i believe we can send all the help and aid and guidance that you want you know to foreign countries can we please feed our own? Yeah. As well. And, you know, from Wrecking Ball, uh, you know, we take care of our own, ask that very question. Um, no, totally true. And, um, and, and I do think one of the things that Bruce's career has done, especially as he's found success and has grown both as a person and as an artist, is mm -hmm. asking the tough questions. Can't we do better? Yeah. Shouldn't we do better? Mm -hmm. um, why, so, why don't we do better? Yes, absolutely. 
Um, yeah. Very good. I, I appreciate that um, perspective a great deal. You came into this um, a little bit, f- you know, from an open mind. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, what did you think of the collection, the CD? I really liked it. Okay. I I even appreciate uh, I even appreciate Reno for what it is. Yes, you know, and then and I really didn't want to just completely diss it and go, oh, I'm right. just too much of a Southern belle. To- <laughs> well, well, you are a lovely Southern fans. belle. Yes, you know, uh-huh. and, yeah, Southern belle from Chicago. Yeah, but um, you know, I thought, okay, well, he obviously wrote the song for a reason. You know, the right. least I could do is listen to it in the perspective in which he intended. And once you do, you kind of go, oh, for heaven's sake, that poor child. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it really is. I mean, um, such a pain. Um, yeah, I I like this one, too. I, um, I, I played it a lot when it first came out because I knew I was going to go see him um, on this tour. And it was very interesting to see him on stage with a keyboard, yeah, multiple key, you know, uh, guitars, and him just um, singing um, just himself, uh, what and telling a lot of stories. So is absolutely wonderful. Um, favorite song? Well, it's a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would pick "Long Time Coming," followed closely by "Jesus Was an Only Son," um, but um, I yeah I agree with you. I think "Long Time Coming," just the the hopefulness and and the the whole parent thing I think is what strikes me. Um, uh, good. No, I was just gonna say um, it "Long Time Coming," then the title track. Yeah, and then um, um, our our other favorite that we like that mm-hmm. we all I'm thinking about. Uh, is you. Yes, very nice, good, well, wonderful. Um, Rosemary, thank you so much. It's always so much fun talking to you, no matter what the subject. Um, I appreciate this. Um, Rose, how can people find you if they want to? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> The list just gets bigger and bigger. Well, first of all, I am on Twitter at at 80s Music Girl. And then I have a blog at 80s Music Girl blogspot.com. I am on Facebook and it's just a fan page. Okay. Uh, 80s Music Girl. And then I'm seeing a theme here. Um, and then I'm on Instagram. And for some reason, I'm on Tumblr. I still haven't figured that out yet. Okay. I do. I'll let you all know. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, I want to throw it out there. Um, anytime you get the feeling you need to podcast, you know, I'd love to have you on, you know, for on mm-hmm. anything. Um, and so, because I just think, and well, I just think you're pretty cool and I, I love you're visiting with you. And, yes. Thank you. Um, common. Yes, indeed. Uh, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. Um, we, if you want to be on the show and talk about 
uh, your musical obsession, be it Springsteen or whoever, uh, send me an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. I would love to have you join me. Uh, if you get a chance, go to iTunes and rate and review us. Uh, I'm stuck at 15 reviews, so I, I'd like to get a few more. Um, so I'm going to end with little boy carrying a fishing pole, little girl <laughs> picking huckleberries from off of the vine, brown bag filled with little green toad. We hook him through the lip and throw him off with a line. A sweet pair of legs got me feeling so blue. All I'm thinking about is you, baby. All I'm <laughs> thinking about is you. <laughs> Great ending. That's Thank perfect. you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, I take my blessings and I'm living in It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.